Next on BYU Sports Nation, they are agents unto themselves. You have the power to add one college free agent to any BYU roster. Who's it going to be? SB Nation's Matt Brown makes his return to the program. What does he think BYU's football record will look like after the Furious Five? Don't forget about Steve Young repping the BYU SN, Eric Mika's latest in the NBA Summer League. And Jason, why are you still crying? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. It feels like a Monday, but it's a Wednesday after the 4th of July holiday. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you had a very happy and safe 4th of July holiday, eating a lot of hot dogs, hamburgers, the whole barbecue situation, family, friends. But thanks for getting back on track with us on July 5th for BYU Sports Nation. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with underwater fireworks expert, Jason Shepard. You saw this video I put on my Twitter feed last night, right? How'd you pull that one I don't, off? I don't know. We, we, you know, as you do, especially with little kids, one of the things it's a go-to on 4th of July is, is sparklers, right? Yes, yeah. But, you know, you get into the habit of having a, like, a, like a bucket of water so you can put all of the fireworks in to make sure everything's safe after the fact. Well, after we were done with one of the sparklers, we just threw it into the bucket of water thinking, hey, that'll put it out. Instead... It stayed lit for like two minutes underwater. <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of weird science is this? Jason, don't buy sparklers from the weird voodoo man anymore. Well, like, honestly, I didn't know if it was if it was the sparkler, if there was like contaminated water. It was weird. Yes. When he says, I'm a soothsayer from <laughs> New Orleans, you avoid buying fireworks if, from If him. you want to see it, you can go to my, my Twitter feed. I tweeted out last night, at JSN Shep, if you want to see it. It's bizarre. <laughs> Other than that, how was your holiday? It was good, yeah. I burnt my finger. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, it just, it's, it's like, uh, it just comes with the territory. You had your heart torn out twice. <laughs> Are we going to get into that? Yeah, today? we are going to get into uh, this. Jason cried himself into submission yesterday after NBA All-Star Gordon Hayward made it official he was leaving Utah. <laughs> Here's the worst part about it. Yeah. Okay, so the news leaks, and then it's like, oh, he hasn't made a decision You're like, yet. hope, hope, hope. <laughs> and then it comes out that, oh, actually, the news that was leaked was accurate. It's like, here, let me punch you in the gut. Then after it starts to feel a little bit better, let me punch you in the gut again. <laughs> Yeah, that was yesterday. At least we can hang our hats on the following. Steve Young, Super Bowl MVP, NFL Hall of Famer, rocking the BYU Sports Nation t-shirt during the 5K Freedom Run in Provo. I see you, Steve. That is awesome. Thank you for rocking the BYU Sports Nation swag. Is it weird that my, like, the first thought was how cool that is. The second thought is, wow. Steve Young and I have the same shirt. <laughs> wow. You can have that very same shirt, BYU Sports Nation fans. Yes. Just like Jason Shepard and Steve Young, I guess. And Steve Young. You can say, yeah, me and Steve Young have this shirt. That was pretty cool. It was awesome. And thanks to uh, at Wasatch Will for sending in that tweet. Uh, good find. BYU Sports Nation t-shirt on Steve Young. Hey, let's bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. 
Eric Mika, remember him? Played 13 minutes in the Miami Heat 74-67 loss to the Hornets in the Orlando Summer League. He finished with six points, four rebounds, and two assists. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Eric Mika averaged 5.3 points and 2.7 rebounds in three games for the Miami Heat in the Orlando Summer League. They played four games. He only played in three of them. 5.3 points, yep. 2.7 rebounds. So basically five points and three boards. What do you think about that, BYU Sports Nation? We will play hashtag this in about a half an hour and discuss Eric Mika and his performance thus far in the Orlando Summer League. By the way, where are the Hornets? I feel like there's been so much movement with that team. Are they in Charlotte? They're in Charlotte. They're back. Okay, they're in yeah. Charlotte now. They were in Charlotte. Before that, in Charlotte, they were the Bobcats. Before that, they were in New Orleans. And before that, they were back in Charlotte. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was like, uh, a loss to the Hornets. <laughs> I don't know where they are anymore. Yeah, no, they're in Charlotte again. Okay. USA Volleyball fell to France in five sets yesterday in the World League Finals opener. Ben Patch led the U.S. squad with 18 points, including 16 kills and two blocks. Taylor Sander had 14 points on 12 kills and two blocks. Team USA will face Serbia today at 4.30 Eastern. Two of the top ten scorers in World League play are former BYU volleyball standouts for Team USA. Pretty cool Pretty stuff. Cool. Jacob Brugman in the major leagues went 0 for 3 with a walk and a run scored in an Oakland A's 7 to 6 July 4th win over the White Sox. Oakland set to play Chicago again today at 3.35 p.m. Eastern. And Keaton Kringlin went 2-4 for four with two runs and an RBI. Daniel Schneeman picked up a walk and a run scored while going 1-4 for four in a St. Cloud Rocks win over the Duluth Huskies. The Rocks have won seven games in a row, improving to 25-11, and 11, clinching a playoff spot after winning the division. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome to the wide world of college sports. Free agency. What? Yes, I know. The NCAA doesn't work anything like professional sports. It's not close. But in the spirit of NBA free agency, what if college athletes could be wooed by other programs, much like professional athletes are wooed by other professional teams thus making decisions about whether to stay with the current program or go somewhere else the fourth of july in the world of sports was dominated by one story yesterday nba all-star gordon hayward and his decision about whether to stay and play in utah or go play for boston or Miami, but let's be honest, it was never about It was never Miami. Miami. It was never. never Miami. Sorry, Pat Riley. After a painful breaking of the news for Jason Shepard, backtracking and then ultimately declaring his desire to win a title in Boston, it left Utah Jazz fans crying and Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics fan base thinking NBA championship somewhere in the near future. That led us to the conversation we're going to have today, which is highlighted by our Twitter question. If you could add a college free agent, that meaning any player in college sports, to a BYU roster, who would it be and why? Our first tweet, a great tweet, at Melocopter. I would have added Brian Sweet from Utah State back in 2012. (laughs) 
somewhere Jerem Jordan grimaces and has his day ruined with the mention of Brian Sweet. Just eliminate him from the opposition. Yes. Like, now, for that... those not familiar with Mr. Sweet, uh, he happened to be the guy that ended Taysom Hill's season not once, twice. but twice for the Utah State Aggies. So, yes, at Melocopter, I can get on board for that. Yeah, I think I think all BYU fans can see the uh, the benefits of bringing uh, Mr. Sweet over. Now, this is a thought provoking question because it's not like a lot of college athletes are as well known as these big professional money making stars. But these guys are the ones that are going to go to the professional levels and make a ton of money. So, Jason. Who do you got? Who's your college free agent that you want to bring to BYU? See, the first thing that I had to decide was what position do I want to go after? And I think that there may be some that would immediately think quarterback. That's not where I went. I, I'm, I'm very happy with what Tanner Mangum brings to the table and, and what they want to do with him. I, I went with running back. And, and the reason I, I did that, we've seen what BYU can accomplish with a really talented featured running back. Most recently with Jamal uh, Harvey Unga was another one. Curtis Brown. When they have a stud featured running back. Uh, Luke Staley? Luke, yeah, I mean, Luke, yeah, we're going back, certainly. Luke Staley is fantastic. So when they have those guys, things usually work out pretty good for BYU's offense. So I'm going to go with Darius Geis. Oh, and BYU will see yes. him in week two. That's right. They will see. So running back from LSU. He's built like a tank. At 5'11", 212, and that's probably light. He squatted 600-plus pounds. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, like, that's like you on the squats. Yeah, I mean, how many of us are there that can do that? It's not very many. He can carry the load on the ground, certainly, but he can also catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's a good blocker. That's important. And when you, when you only start six of the 12 games and you still lead the SEC in rushing— <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty good. You know what I mean? When you're better than Leonard Fournette, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. your teammate, and you're better than yeah, him. Yeah, and you're better than him, okay? so And this would certainly take a lot of the pressure off of Tanner and the receiving core, which is another, you know, unproven position. And like you said, BYU plays LSU in Week 2. So the other part about it is you take him off uh, yes. of the Tigers roster yes. and you get him on. So he helps you and hurts your opponent. I'm going with Geis. Now, or I know Goose. Some of you are even like, it's juice he's not juice. better than Leonard Fournette. Okay, production-wise last year, he absolutely he was. was. Leonard Fournette was injured. I know that plays into it, but man, what a well of running backs for LSU to go to between Leonard Fournette and now the man that BYU will see in early September in Houston, Darius Geis. I think that's a fantastic selection. In fact, I am on the exact same wavelength as you, Jason, but because – you're taking Darius Geis. He's off the table. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Saquon Barkley, the running back from Penn State, nice. who is built just like Darius Geis. BYU's offense, as you mentioned, Jason, set up for a horse like Barkley. The kid is a monster in the weight room. We saw what he did for Penn State in the latter part of last season, headlined by him running all over <laughs> USC, a very good USC defense in the Rose Bowl. He would thrive in this BYU pro-style offense. And this is not to say that BYU doesn't have capable running backs, but that is the question mark, right? Who's going to be the guy for BYU in that running back stable? Why not go get a Heisman Trophy contender and throw him in there behind Tanner Mangum? Why not? Just go ahead. No big deal. 
Who would you choose, BYU Sports Nation? You've got one college free agent that you can woo to a BYU roster. It doesn't have to be football. It can be basketball or any other sport, for that matter, that BYU is currently involved in. So let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. You've got tweets. At Price Tyson 97530 says, Today is my 33rd birthday. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Tyson. He says, how about Brad Waldo and another player from St. Mary's men's basketball so that we can beat them? Can we get the St. Mary's face? <laughs> can you do that on cue? Well, I'm sure we can find it somewhere <laughs> on the uh, interwebs, right? No, I don't think I can ever replicate how ugly that was. Oh, man. Oh, That's my goodness. Bad. Brad Waldo, not playing anymore. Hey, but would you, would you take, would you take, I don't know, uh, Jacques... Uh, What's his name? Landau. Yeah, the yeah. big man for St. Mary's. Would you take him? Hey, BYU needs a big man right now. Whoa! <laughs> you know what I mean? Not a bad tweet. Uh, how about this one? At uh, KSAV07, Britton Covey. Didn't take long for that one to come in. <laughs> Great player, and the reaction would be priceless. Hey, one of the most electrifying return men in the Pac-12. Made an immediate impact as a freshman at the University of Utah. Yeah. BYU fans feel like they let that one slip away, right? Yeah. I'm sure somebody will be at the airport waiting for him when he gets home. <laughs> <on his mission>. <laughs> <laughs> at CJ Hershey, Ardlin Key from LSU, a second LSU answer today. The defense needs an elite pass rusher. Guy is awesome. I just read all about him. Absolutely. That is a fantastic selection. You take your defensive line pass rush to... Another level with that guy. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. SB Nation's Matt Brown will join us next. College sports opinion maker from Big Ten country. What's his biggest question mark for BYU football and details on his new book? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation nationally simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 conversation. Jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on the Twitter machine and use the hashtag BYUSN when you want to talk with us. Also, don't forget, download the BYU TV and the BYU Radio apps. You can catch live and on-demand content from your favorite shows and BYU sporting events, plus... They're free. And remember, if it's free, it's for me. If you could add a college free agent, any player in college sports, yeah, to a BYU roster, who would it be and why? Tweet in from at Pask underscore Pask BYU. Wayne Tay Kirby, Tukuafu, Lee, Hodge, Empey, Kofensis, and Folau. I think we are already over the salary cap. Laying out big names on that BYU offensive line. Over the salary cap, but... You know, you could be willing to pay the luxury tax. Why not add another, right? Why not? Infinite funds. Why not? Infinite funds today, people. This is all fake. Just add whoever you want. Just play along. Matt Brown, College League Manager for SB Nation, joining us once again on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, friend of the program. Matt, nice to have you back. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great, fellas. Thanks for having me here. And, and real quick, please accept my, my condolences on, on behalf of the State of Utah getting kind of dear John last night. I, uh, as a fan of a small market NBA program, that's had that happen to them before too. I know how it feels. But I, I know it. I know it. I know it sucks. 
Yeah, Jason really took that personally. So I did. Uh, that dear John, that. that dear John, that reference, that's spot on there, Matt. <laughs> that is fantastic. No, it, it's 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 things, man. I got, I know you get that little flicker of hope, and then you know four hours later I get this thing question. It hurts all over again. Like I mean, it's it, I I it, it, it's horrible. There's there, there's no there's no other way no other way to put it. I, I feel really bad for Jasmine. Yeah, brutal, brutal stuff. But in the spirit of a wild NBA free agency day. We are asking BYU fans to kind of open up their minds and pretend that college sports are like free agency at the pro sports level. If if you could grant BYU any one player to help them go next level, which player would you send to the Cougars, Matt? Uh, so can I steal somebody from another program? Yeah, or... yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ah. That that's a good question, and, and, and let's let's be honest, your friends. We may not want to admit this, but in many ways, college football is a teensy little bit like free agency. You know, some some programs have a a little bit higher salary cap than others, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> I, I know I, I look at BYU's roster this year, and I think if they had a really a, an electric running back to replace what they're losing here in Jamal, I think that they're. Uh, their skill position is a little bit more unproven. You know, Georgia's got a bunch of extra backs. If they were to borrow, you know, a big choke, for example, uh, to, to balance their offense a little bit, I, I think that would make them a lot more dangerous to the team. And certainly we could find some kind of back man in Utah to underwrite that. Should be okay. Well, see now here's here's where we went. Both Spencer and I went with running backs. I went with Darius Geis, and Spencer went with Saquon Barkley. So between those two, oh, who would you pick between those two? Oh, you know, you know, I think Juan Barkley is such a, such a good pick. What I love about him is that uh, he's good at so many different facets of being a great collegiate running back. He's, I mean, first of all, he's extremely strong. Mm. He's a great pass catcher out of the backfield. He's able to, to, to run routes. And when you get to that second level, he is extremely shifty. I think of, of every player in the Big Ten, like as an Ohio State fan, I am most terrified of him. <laughs> so I would love for him to go 2,000 miles to the West where I can appreciate his highlights and not have to worry about him dunking on my team for 300 yards. <laughs> yes, Great. absolutely. Matt Brown of SB Nation with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've been talking a lot about BYU and their role in independence of college football. Is it working? What's the best part about it? What do fans want more because BYU is independence? How would you rate BYU's success overall as an independent for six years, Matt? You know, I, I think it's fine. I, I understand the fan angst about it, you know, especially with the, the situation with Utah and the Pac-12 stickers and, and feeling that you constantly have to define yourself as a program every offseason. You know, you, we don't – I go on talk radio or something in, like, Kansas or, you know, in, in, uh, in the South. You don't have to – like, what does it mean to be an Auburn fan right now? Like, you don't have to ask yourselves those questions, and I get why that can be frustrating. But on the other hand, like, you know, you look at the first five or six games that BYU is going to play this year, and you look at that over the next half decade or so, they're great. You get to, you're, you're playing against a teams that people care about. You're, going to, you're getting a chance to play all over the country. Sure, you know, the bowl situation is not great, um, and you know, haven't been a mainstay of the top 25, but if you compare what BYU has to, like, UMass, uh, or Liberty, or some of these other lower-tier independents, or if you compare it to what things would still look like in the Mountain West, I think it would be difficult to say that the old way was better. Like it's it's not a perfect situation, but financially and schedule wise, and and just in terms of fun football, 
I don't, I don't, I think, I think it's perfectly fine. I, I don't look at this and think it's in any danger of exploding next year or anything. That was one of the uh, one of the many things discussed during uh, BYU football media day, which has been almost two weeks now. Uh, what were your takeaways <laughs> from that day? Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the entire thing, but I, I did appreciate the you know at every possible moment, you know, just come hit, hitting back hard. Uh, the remembrance of Edward's legacy for BYU, and that and that's somebody that I think nationally is underappreciated as a, as a college football figure. Not just for what I think building probably the most unlikely college football mini dynasty, at least in the modern era. Certainly a huge figure in terms of uh, transforming college football and really NFL offenses, and somebody who was respected by nearly all of his peers. And if this season, if nothing else, gives the program a chance to, to remind the rest of the country about you know, this, this really cool history and, and this really cool legacy here of somebody, um, I think, I think that, that's, that's a cool thing. You know, I appreciate a couple of those stories that I got to hear on, on Media Day, and I'm, I'm interested to see how the program looks to that over the course of this year. Talking with Matt Brown of SB Nation, BYU football entering year number seven of independence, year number two under Kalani Satake, the head coach, and plenty of question marks going into the 2017 BYU football season, Matt. So speaking of those question marks, what is your biggest brain buster for this BYU team for the approaching season? My, my biggest question, I think, would be where this offense is going to find explosive plays. You're really changing your identity a little bit. You're changing. You're losing your workhorse running back. You've got uh, some positional changes with how you're using tight ends in your offense. You have some pretty inexperienced individuals catching passes. You have an experienced offensive line that I think we probably all agree has some that's a real upside. And obviously, a great quarterback who we know can sling the ball, you know, over that mountains and you know, has this great big arm and is super exciting. But I, you know, I'm not exactly sure what happens to BYU's offense if they're in passing down situation. You know, what happens if they can't run the ball for six yards a carry and get off schedule? Do they have players who can get you 17 yards and get you 21 yards? Pull, pull a, a drive out of a slump because when you're, especially in the beginning of the season, when you're going against LSU and Wisconsin and Utah, some of these teams that have some of the best pass rushes and some really great secondaries. You're not going to be able to, you know, have these 16 yard, 16 play drives and score enough to win. I think you're going to need some, some, some big chunk plays. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where those are going to come from from this year, and hopefully BYU is able to find some answers. Otherwise, at the beginning stretch of that season, it's going to be really tough. You mentioned a couple of those teams, but we've nicknamed the five games beginning in week two with LSU as the Furious Five. Yeah. What is a realistic record for BYU after? the Furious Five? You know, I, I, I think they can win three out of those five. And, and if it's two, I, I, given the way that the rest of the schedule sets up, I still think that they'd be putting themselves in position for a, a pretty decent bowl game. And, you know, to win eight, nine, ten games in the season, that's, that's, that's still a success, especially given, I think, some of the turnover that, that BYU is experiencing. The LSU game is the one, and I think that's going to be really tough. Even though LSU has some question marks on offense, and I think BYU might be able to cover that 14-point line, I have a hard time seeing how they're going to score enough. But the other four, while they're all going to be difficult, and you know, uh, and especially the Wisconsin, you know, that's at home, I don't think any of them are unwinnable. So, you know, three, hey, that's, that's great. Two, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too upset about it. One, I think, would be a little bit of a disappointment. Um, but but all, all, all of that's possible if they're able to get some good offensive efficiency. 
you watch Big Ten football very, very closely. How good is Wisconsin under head coach Paul Christ? You know, this year I think is going to be the best Wisconsin team they've had here in a little while. And, you know, one of the great things about Wisconsin, if you're somebody that, you know, that goes on the radio sometimes, is it's just like you, the Wisconsin football hasn't really changed in like 20 years. You know what you're going to be getting. You're going to be getting a bunch of, uh, you know, relatively anonymous recruits that are, are coached up in a way that they have this excellent, very physical defense. They're going to lean hard on the running game. They're going to have five, you know, 512-pound fire boys from Appleton who are going to be on their offensive line. They're going to push people around. Um, and and, and that, that's similar here. What's interesting about this year's Wisconsin team is that um, you know, they had a ton of injuries on defense last year, which forced some players that were a little bit farther on the depth chart to get more experience. And I actually like some of the talent they have with their offensive skill position players. Like Jazz Peavy, one of their, their wideouts, is, uh, is not you know, deceptively fast that we assigned to white dudes. Like, he's fast, fast. Um, you know, Alex Hornibrook looked pretty good uh, as, a, as, a, as a young quarterback here last season. I think that they're going to be a little bit more balanced on offense, uh, and they should be the overwhelming favorites to win their side of the Big Ten. Like, they're a step behind Penn State and Ohio State. But they, I would be surprised if they don't win the Big Ten last. Wow. College League Manager for SB Nation, Matt Brown, with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU has not finished ranked in an AP Top 25 poll since 2009, which to me just seems crazy because the Cougars consistently win eight or more games. They've been consistently yeah. good but not great. And by great, I mean finishing ranked in the AP Top 25. So what has to happen this year in terms of number of wins in their 13 regular season games for BYU to be ranked at the end of the regular season? Yeah, that's a really good question. And what's kind of frustrating about that metric, even though it's obviously one that a lot of fans care about, just because so much of it depends on things that have nothing to do with your own performance, right? You know, it's unfortunate for BYU because really the last month and a half of the season, they're going to be really outside of, of the public view for most AP poll, you know, posters. And even though BYU is probably going to win five or six in, in a row near the end of the year, not as many people are going to be watching. So what happens in those first six weeks is so critical. And then you also need a little bit of a little, a little bit of good luck. You know, we saw this with you know, a couple of the Texas wins or maybe some other wins earlier in Independence where you look at the name on the jersey and it seems really like this gigantic deal. And then by the end of the year, maybe that team only goes, you know, six and seven or something. And it looks, it looks a little bit less fancy. I would imagine if BYU is going to finish in the top 25, they need to win at least three of those major five games. Uh, they can't afford to lose to any of the other G5 teams at the back end. And, you know, a couple of them, like UNLV and East Carolina, I think are going to be substantially improved over what we've seen over the last two years. I mean, they need to get a little bit lucky. You know, if you, this would be a great year to beat Utah and have Utah still win nine games. You know, rather than, than beating one of these big name teams and have them just go around 500. If they get that, sure, beginning in the top 25 is possible. All right, Matt. Word on the street is uh, you've got a book coming out soon. Is that right? Yeah, I, I can confirm those rumors. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I heaven knows I've been tweeting about this enough, and I'm, I'm so glad it's finally you know coming coming to fruition. Uh, my book is What If: A Closer Look at College Football's Great Questions. Amazon tells me it will come out no later than July 18th, but you might be able to pick it up a couple of days earlier. And it takes a look at some of the uh, events in college football history that could have gone one way or another that changed the complete trajectory of how our sport is, uh, is played. So there's a chapter on uh, BYU and Lavelle Edwards. There's yeah. a look at a couple of failed conference realignment plans, you know, a look at Tulane in the SEC and Chicago in the Big Ten and a couple other things if you're uh, you know, a, a big trivia nerd uh, and a national college football fan. 
Hey, we look forward to that uh, just after mid-July. Matt, great stuff, my friend. Uh, congratulations on uh, finishing your book, and uh, we'll look forward to it. Okay, thanks. Oh, always a pleasure to spend some time with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Class Act, Matt Brown on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He is in the heart of Big Ten yeah. country. He thinks, realistically, BYU can win three of those five. Of the Furious Five. He's right to say that if BYU wins two of those five, Mm -hmm. then fans should probably feel okay about that. Yes. Because BYU's chances of winning ten games, if BYU can win two of the Furious Five, their chances of winning ten games in the regular season becomes a very real possibility. Right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, you throw in the bowl game wherever that might be, but hey. Ten and four after a bowl game, would you take that? Uh, absolutely, it's a step forward, right? It's one more win than last year. Would you take three out of three out of the five? But one <laughs> of, one of the losses is Utah. Jason, I'll take four of the five and uh, put BYU in the top ten. It'll be amazing. Let's go. If I, you I, well, hey, if we're going to do that, <laughs> why not go five? Yeah, I knew five you. Were, and oh. I knew you were going to. What's wrong with me? that? Hey. Blue goggle alert! Yeah, blue goggle alert! <laughs> blue goggle alert! Blue goggle alert. No more tears for you and those bad boys. Oh, the tears would be gone. <laughs> Gordon, who? If BYU goes 5-0 and in the Furious 5, you won't care about the NBA for five years. If you could add a college free agent, any player in college sports, to a BYU roster, who would it be and why? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Laser Sheep. Zach Collins from Gonzaga Basketball, even though he's now in the NBA playing for the Portland Trailblazers. They have one of ours, so we should get one of theirs, and the need is there. Yoli needs some help. A big man to help out with BYU basketball because Eric Mika has now departed. And a big man who is a lottery pick in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Then there's that. You know what I mean? At Twiggear Stone says, any one and done would be fun to see on the basketball team. Speaking of Zach Collins, football is such a team sport that I cannot think of one that I would want. But in basketball, hey, would BYU fans want Grayson Allen, personality issues, dirty play and all? I would take him in a heartbeat. Trip as many gales and bulldogs <laughs> as he'd like. Would you not want to see him trip a St. Mary's player? I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, hashtag this, including Danny Ainge and Steve Young. Welcome back, sports friends. The day after July 4th. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You know how we're on demand anytime, anywhere? Yeah, that's for you, people, so that you can enjoy this whenever and however you feel like it. In fact, if you missed Matt Brown, College League Manager for SB Nation, on his pick for a free agent for any BYU team and why it would come from the Big Ten, where he spends a lot of his time being that college league manager. Check out that interview on BYU TV or BYU Radio's apps. Download the podcast as well. Yeah, as you mentioned, while you're on the BYU TV and the BYU Radio apps, you can catch on-demand content like BYU Sports Nation, BYU Sporting Mints. And how about, I was just on this the other day, BYU Football Media Day. That's all there as well. You can check it out if you missed any of it or just want to enjoy it again. I want to go back and watch that Lavelle Edwards special again. I've watched it three times. It's great. And it gets better every time. 
How much of that has to do with the fact that your guy Andy Reid is on that program? That's just a that's just a a, a nice bonus. <laughs> that's a sunroof and uh, the power option in a car. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's power windows. <laughs> okay. That's, you know what that is? That's heated seats right there. Okay. <laughs> Andy Reid, the equivalent of heated seats in a car. Oh, good to know. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Eric Mika played 13 minutes in the Miami Heat's 74-67 loss to the Charlotte Hornets in the Orlando Summer League. Mika had six points, four rebounds, and two assists. Not overly impressive numbers from Eric in the three games that he played out of four potential possibilities. We'll discuss that a little bit more in just a bit. USA Volleyball fell to France in five sets yesterday in the World League Finals opener. Ben Patch led the U.S. squad with 18 points, including 16 kills and two blocks. Team USA will face Serbia today at 4.30 Eastern. Good luck to the team USA Volleyball guys. Jacob Brugman went 0 for 3 with a walk and a run scored in an Oakland A's 7-6 win against the Chicago White Sox. Oakland set to play the White Sox again today. That first pitch goes out at 3.35 p.m. Eastern. And Keaton Kringlin went two for four with two runs and an RBI. His teammate with the Rocks and with BYU Baseball, Daniel Schneeman, picked up a walk and a run scored while going one for four in a St. Cloud Rocks win over the Duluth Huskies. They had a teammate do one of the greatest slash worst slash worst slides I've ever seen on a baseball field. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like SC, not top 10, may, might be number one. Yeah, okay? it hurt to watch. <laughs> really. Daniel Schneeman is the man to ask if you want to see that. Time to play hashtag this. BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. Put on your Twitter caps and join with us, BYU Sports Nation, as we add hashtags to five very, very relevant, interesting topics, starting with number one. Jason, take it away. Hashtag thank goodness for many reasons. One, it's July. It's not a whole lot going on in July. But also, who doesn't want football season to get here sooner? And that's what happens since BYU's playing that early game against Portland State. What? Yeah. Hit it. Countdown to the Viking. 52 days. Who doesn't want early college football? 52 days away from a game. And my hashtag for this topic is hashtag last month without football. Technically, there is football in it if you're BYU and you consider fall camp football. But this is the last month without a game. We're almost there. We're almost there. Number two. Hashtag this. Eric Mika's summer league performance. I'm going to say hashtag not standing out. When you're in these situations where you're trying to make a roster, you've got to catch people's attention. I'm obviously talking about not just the team you're on and those coaches, but everybody in attendance. And and right now, some of it is just he's not getting a lot of minutes. He's averaging, speaking of Eric Mika, uh, right around 13 minutes a game. But he's, he's averaging five points and roughly three rebounds. Right now, I'm just not sure that's enough to gain anybody's attention. Now, it's early. There's still the Orlando Summer League, and I've not heard that he's not on Miami's roster, but you've got to do everything you possibly can to stand out. Hashtag more minutes, please. Can Eric Mika be the guy for at least one game to have an opportunity to show what he can do, not just in limited minutes? I think that is vital. He's got to earn that 
in a place where we can't see that. Right. And that's in practice behind the scenes. So can Eric Mika do enough to earn more minutes on the floor when the summer league games continue? I think that is vital for uh, his future in the NBA. He's going to get on a D-League roster somewhere, but it would certainly help him get into a starting five of a D-League team if he could get some more minutes in well, the summer league. Well, the, the commentators, if you're watching the games on either NBA, NBA TV or streaming them on ESPN3, the, the commentators have actually been fairly complimentary to him. Even in missed shots, they're like, boy, that was good form. Or it looks like, it looks like he's taken that shot before. He's very comfortable. So they're, they're complimentary. They see the game, just hasn't had an opportunity to really shine. Hashtag this, number three. Hashtag this. Danny Ainge's safety while in the state of Utah for summer league after yesterday? <laughs> you take this one first. <laughs> Hashtag safety first. It's too good, right? It's too good. At the University of yeah. Utah, watching NBA summer league games, Boston and Utah in the same four-team round robin They play setup. each other tomorrow, by the way. I fear for Danny Ainge's safety today. Okay. Look, he'll be fine, but there might be some vicious rhetoric coming from Utah Jazz fans, especially those that are University of Utah fans and Jazz fans with Danny Ainge in the building. Here's the thing, though. I have a feeling Danny Ainge has, has gotten used to this. I'm not sure it matters to Danny anymore. Danny Ainge tried to fight Tree Rollins. He ain't scurred, okay? <laughs> yeah, he's not. Here's my hashtag. Hashtag wear a hard hat. Just in case. You know what? Because Danny's not going to—he's not going to be the guy that's going to stand in the portal and not come out. He'll come out. Oh, he'll come out and sit in his seat courtside. So hashtag wear a hard hat. That's what makes him great. He's not afraid. And you know what? As much as it hurts Jazz fans, bravo to the Boston Celtics and Danny Ainge for scoring that because they are now at least one win better in the Eastern Conference Finals. A lot of money for one win. Right. 132 mil for another win. Let's go. Number four. That actually might be Jason's second restraining order of the summer after the Andy Reid incident. What? There might be a Danny Ainge incident where there might be a restraining order against Jason. And Yellow card is up. Person. No, no. I'm, all, I'm good. I'm good. Heated seats. Fourth one. Hashtag this. Steve Young wearing BYUSN swag to run a 5K yesterday. Hashtag clapping. Okay. Nice. Oh, that was really cool. That was probably uh, one of the top three highlights of my 4th of July. Seriously, seeing Steve Young wear his BYU Sports Nation t-shirt. He gets it, man. He is devoted to the cause of BYU, and I love that about him. He is 100% all in on repping the Y. Hashtag free advertising. Do you know how much it would cost somebody to have Steve Young be a spokesperson or advertise something for them? Free. Let's talk to Van Heusen about that. Hashtag free advertising. Way to go, Steve. Yeah. It's awesome. Jason, you have the same t-shirt as Steve Young. We own the same apparel. (laughs) Pretty cool stuff. Yes, it is. Pretty cool. Number five. Last one. Hashtag this. Your excitement level, Jason. Settle down. For the new Spider-Man movie. Hashtag my spidey senses are tingling. Okay. All right. Who's not excited for this movie? We talked about this on Monday when we did Big Deal, No Deal. Not only does it look awesome, not only has Marvel never struck out so far since they started this whole uh, cinematic universe, the reviews 
are overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. There's no reason to not be completely through the roof enthused for this movie. Hashtag better than Transformers the last oh, night. Gosh. Well, that doesn't... <laughs> The video I put up on my Twitter feed of the sparkler continuing to light in the water is is better than Transformers yes. the last night. Yes, Voodoo Mama Juju, who sold you that fireworks set, uh, absolutely is better than the last night. If you're going to compare every movie. movie to Transformers the last night, everything else is going to be Oscar winners, okay? <laughs> I'm excited. Yes, Marvel wins. They just win at life. <laughs> In the cinematic universe, like you said, they win. So why Robert Downey Jr. is involved, okay? It's going to be good. Probably some other cameos we're not even aware it's going of. It's going to be good. I feel like I'm repeating myself like from the last show we did. post-credit scenes in it, too. Up next, you, the people, answer our Twitter question. Agents unto themselves. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and underwater fireworks entrepreneur and expert Jason Shepard. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights right here on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And you can also catch the BYU Sports Nation interviews that we have on the show on YouTube. All you need to do is go to YouTube and find the BYU TV Sports YouTube page and then enjoy. Remember when the small company Google decided to buy YouTube back in 2006? Do you think that worked out for them? I, I have a feeling that they have enjoyed that decision ever since they made it. Yes. Uh, I can't hear you through the trillions of dollars. <laughs> One trillion dollars. If you could add a college-free agent... Any player in college sports to a BYU roster, who would it be and why? That is our Twitter question today. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Y for Life. Second tweet about this person. I would add Britton Covey, the kid who was on his mission, because missionaries are free agents, right? (laughs) This is such an ordeal. Yeah for BYU and BYU opponents that can't stand missionaries coming home from their two-year mission trips and wanting to further their education and collegiate athletic careers at BYU. I know, because if they want to go to BYU, it has to be for other reasons, right? (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) Give me a break. Uh, Also had an honorable mention. He says Grayson Allen. Yeah, that's the second Grayson Allen. I'm telling you, I would go with Grayson Allen. Okay, if I had to pick a basketball player, yes, I know he's got character issues. You think that kid wants to win, though? Would you not want to watch Grayson Allen play for BYU against St. Mary's (laughs) and dominate the West Coast Conference? Oh, yes. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be pretty good get. For the BYU basketball program. This tweet in is just for you, Jason. Okay, from at Robbie McCombs. Now, this happened yesterday at RT McCombs. This makes me feel a lot better on multiple fronts, actually. Tweeted the following. Just so everyone knows, the last time BYU beat Utah in football was the last year Gordon Hayward was not on the Utah Jazz. Ah, 2009. So what we're saying is Gordon Hayward is single-handedly the reason that BYU has lost six in a row. Yes, all right. Nope, nope, we are not saying that at all. Nope, well then good riddance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the real reason that BYU has not beaten Utah in the last six years. And you and I have had this conversation. And I've had this conversation with Jerem Jordan. Jamal Williams' yep. health, to me, 
is the reason that BYU has lost six games in a row to the University of Utah. Well, BYU is going to have Darius Geis this year, so things are looking up. Oh, <laughs> in, in our with, with in, in your dream world, in our dream world that we have created for free agency today. No, I'm serious. Think about this. In 2012, Jamal Williams was a freshman. He did not play in, that, <clears throat> in a ton in that game. I don't think he played at all in that game. As a matter of fact, 2013, just getting his grounding. He ran for 182 yards against Texas the week before. Concussion out early in the game. 2014, Jamal Williams and BYU do not play Utah. That's the year off. 2015, Jamal is not enrolled at BYU. The Cougars face Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. He's not there to impact that game. 2016, guess what? He only played one half against the Utes. 12 carries for 50 yards. If Jamal Williams is healthy and can play an entire game, at least one of those six times, you have to think it changes. I, I come on, BYU something wins along at least the way. One of those games, right? He's 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 an, an impact player. He's an NFL running back. Yes, if he's healthy, I think BYU wins one of those games. We're not talking about the six game losing streak. How about this one at GP Short, Eric Mika? Oh. Yes, he's not a free agent anymore. He's in the NBA. But yeah. I see where he's going. I see what he's doing. I like it. It's not bad. I'm so captivated by what BYU basketball will look like this upcoming season because Eric Mika is not playing for the Cougars. Let me, let me ask you this. And we have not discussed this at all. This is completely out of the blue. Don't you initially, and this is not because Mika is gone, but I, I think fans have had enough time to realize the decision that he made and it was best for him. Don't you get a sense, though, that there is a groundswell of optimism for this upcoming season in the last little while? Like, fans are really excited about who's there and the possibilities. Yeah, I think that there's optimism, and I also think that plays into expectations. Because Eric Mika is gone, expectations now become exponentially lower, right? Maybe. That may be. But I just get the sense that... That there, people are still getting excited about what is possible with this Well, when team. BYU is pouring in 12 or 14 three-pointers a game with all their shooters, people are going to be happy. It's up to 18 a game. <laughs> Hashtag Utah Valley. <laughs> oh, coming up, Cougar Whip Round. A plethora of Cougars still playing baseball. We'll update you next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thank you to today's guest, Matt Brown, College League Manager for SB Nation, generally in Big Ten country, hanging out in Washington, D.C. today to talk BYU football with us. And what's the latest on the new book he has coming out in uh, just a few weeks? If you missed any of today's show, for that matter, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, like which free agent in our mythical free agent college sports world would we add to a BYU roster to help the Cougars make that next-level jump, and just just maybe compete for a national title. Just maybe. You know what we should do right now? Hmm. Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NBA. Eric Mika played 12 and a half minutes in the Miami Heat 73-71 loss to the Detroit Pistons yesterday in the Orlando Summer League. He finished the game with two points and grabbed one rebound. More minutes, please. Volleyball. USA Volleyball lost to France in five hard-fought sets yesterday in World League Finals opener. Ben Patch led the U.S. squad with 18 points, including 16 kills and two blocks. Taylor Sander had 14 points on 12 kills and two blocks as well. Team USA will try and rebound against Serbia today at 430 Eastern. 
Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Brugman went 0 for 3 with a walk and a run scored in an Oakland A's 7-6 win over the Chicago White Sox. Oakland set to play the White Sox again today at 3.35 p.m. Eastern. Baseball. Keaton Kringlin, 2 for 4 with two runs and a run batted in. His BYU teammate and... St. Cloud Rocks teammate Daniel Schneeman picked up a walk and a run scored, going one for four in his game against the Duluth Huskies. The Rocks have won seven games in a row. They're 25-11 overall. The collegiate all-star team also clinched a playoff spot after winning the division. Cougars in the minors. Maverick Buffo pitched two innings on Monday, allowing two hits and striking out one in a Gulf Coast League Blue Jays win over the Gulf Coast League Pirates. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout today, Jason? How about how about the, the Cougars with Team USA? Okay, I'm all right with that. There are five yeah. of them, yeah. including two coaches and three players. But listen, Taylor Sander and Ben Patch, we're talking about two of the top ten pin hitters in the entire world. When Team USA Volleyball takes the floor in 2020 for the next Summer Olympics, Ben Patch and Taylor Sander will very likely be heavily involved There in will that. be BYU representation. Pretty cool stuff. Nice to have Cougars in the Olympics. Our Twitter question today, if you could add a college free agent, any player in college sports, to a BYU roster, who would it be and why? At Nickley51 says, Derwin James from Florida State may be the best athlete along with Lamar Jackson in all of college football. He says a freak who could play any defensive back position adding DB depth is never a bad thing. Best athlete in college football. Look, you want to add speed and uh, explosiveness to BYU? Yes, please. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Our elite tweet of the day, going back to at Melocopter. I would have added Brian Sweet from Utah State back in 2012. Nice. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. Show always on demand at BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jason. I am Spencer. Shout out to Terry Nashup and a happy birthday to our guy Terry. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern.